The Film Guide with Chris and Sam, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome along to the St Albans Film Guide. This week it's me, producer Sam, and I've got with me Christopher Aikman, local film fan. Hello, thank you very much, Sam. Thank you for hosting me. Ah, absolutely no trouble. Um, A delight as always, of course. So let's jump in. What we're going to be doing is finding out what's new to cinema. So, Chris, please, what's what's hitting the screens this week? Well, there's there's a few big to medium releases in the cinemas this week, uh, starting with Uncharted, directed by Ruben Fleischer. This is the first of, I'm sure, many uh, big screen adaptations of uh, the Uncharted video game series. Nathan Drake, uh, as portrayed by... Uh, young Tom Holland uh, and his mentor uh, Victor Sully Sullivan, uh, in this case played uh, played by Mark Wahlberg. Um, and the Uncharted games are, if uh, anyone's ever played them, they are actually a very entertaining sort of adventure puzzle solving, globe trotting mystery games um, with a few gunfights thrown in. And this looks like it's probably going to have a lot of mystery puzzle solving gunfights. So. Okay. It's got Antonio Banderas, who's very easy on the eye. Indeed, very. So often with video game adaptations, yes. this is this is a tricky territory. I feel like there's often attempts that don't seem to necessarily then I don't know, just going going from video game to movie has never seemed to like fully hit. The yes, it is a tricky one. And coming, trying to think off the top of my head, um, ones that have done it successfully. Resident Evil, yeah. I knew you were going to say that. You have a <laughs> soft spot for the entire Resident Evil series. Um, uh, yeah, because <laughs> it's amazing. And I will say that the movies are watchable nonsense uh, for the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> I recently, however, I recently watched on Netflix, they have a nine-part series um, called Arcane League of Legends. Now, League of Legends is a game that I've never played. I've heard of. I've never played. Um, it's an incredibly popular game. Um, but I knew nothing about it. But I'd seen trailers of this. It's an animated series. And I thought the art style looked excellent. And I was willing to give it a go. And I thought it was thoroughly, thoroughly excellent. And it was good because I'm sure there's so much detail in there for people who do play the games. Mm -hmm. But it was a really good series for a beginner like me that I had didn't know the characters and it introduced them all perfectly. And I got the world because it was a sort of steampunky, dystopian sort of world. Um, yeah, and it was really good in terms of like video game adaptations. I thought, I think it was it was up there. Um, but Uncharted, Uncharted should be as a video game film, relatively simple to do. I think because it's yeah, it's about globe trotting adventures and sort of puzzles and things like that. And it's like Tomb it's Raider, kind of like Tomb Raider. But but then again, uh, you could say that the attempts to make the Tomb Raider movie have have. Not like the one with Alicia Vikander, the most recent one was was I thought fine. It was perfectly entertaining, um, mm. but sort of maybe not m- much more than that. Um, 
than just being fine. But you know, maybe maybe this is the one to do it. It's got the it's got the you know Tom Holland, who's a very charming, charismatic uh, screen presence um, as Spider Man, and so indeed. Uh, and like I said, Antonio Banderas, who who doesn't love to look at Antonio Banderas? Yeah, makes up for some of the other cast. <laughs> we'll we'll leave it there. All right. Well, moving on to uh, a sequel. This is, I believe, Death on the Nile. It is indeed. So this is the sequel to uh, Murder on the Orient Express, uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh, and this too is still directed by Kenneth Branagh and starring Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Poirot. Um, Agatha Christie's uh, iconic detective and uh, this time he's in Egypt um, investigating something of of murder on a river and Murder on the Express had a a, a big all-star cast of um, famous actors it had uh, Johnny Depp uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Judi Dench Willem Dafoe um, to to name but a few, and Olivia Coleman was in there. Uh, this time they've sort of gone for it seems slightly sort of second tier um, all star cast. Um, but you got the likes of Gal Gadot, um, Russell Brand, uh, Gen- Jennifer Saunders, and Dawn French, uh, Rose Leslie, uh, and th- this film has, has suffered in a way because it well. I'm, it, it's one of hundreds of films that have obviously been delayed due to the pandemic. It's you know it was meant to come out ages and ages ago. Uh, it's been pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Uh, and since then, um, since it's been kept being pushed back, uh, two of its stars, um, Army Hammer and Letitia Wright, have uh, their own little controversies that have happened in the entire during the pandemic. Uh, won't go into legal details and such, but uh, Army Hammer is, um, if stories believe, not a pleasant man. And uh, he's quite a central role in this, whereas other films have, um, you know, finagled around things. He's actually quite a central role. And Letitia Wright, who people might know as Shuri from the Black Panther movies, has um, uh, expressed some quite uh, anti-vax um statements over pandemic and uh so yeah okay uh, has has got in trouble like on during the production of black panther 2 because because of it her anti-vax uh, status so it, it's not looking good for its um death on the nile it's not had the mm. best reviews actually uh that i've read well if you put russell brand in a movie what do you expect i mean and, seriously well yeah and Yes, Russell Brand had his own issues, uh, and um, which we shouldn't really go into particularly. Uh, I, I don't know if we're on legally shaky ground or not. Um, but allegedly, uh, allegedly, if you throw that in, it, it's fine. And mm-hmm. it's I just meant for his personality generally. Y- y- yes, yeah, like, there and is that. His, his like absorbed the dictionary, and then apparently just that's his only thing this is a bit of a shtick isn't it yeah yeah like okay like please but but murder on the express um which came out in 2017 i want to say i i thought was um a very good looking uh you know nicely entertaining it wasn't like particularly gripping i don't remember but i thought it was a perfectly good sort of adult entertainment 
Um, so it's a bit of a shame that this has, hasn't had uh, as good reviews as that one. Indeed. And the final sort of big release of the week uh, is a movie called Marry Me. Yes. So this <laughs> this is a romantic musical comedy drama directed by Kat Coiro. And it stars Jennifer Lopez as Kat Valdez, who's a Latin pop star. So she's really, really stretching herself there. And she um, she's doing a tour. She's doing a big, big concert where she and her partner are going to, her romantic partner, are going to actually get married on the stage. But then she discovers that her partner has been having an affair behind her back. So, at the same time, Owen Wilson's character has gone to this concert with his daughter, and it's called, like, the Marry Me concert, whatever, and his daughter gets him to hold a sign saying, Marry Me, and then Jennifer Lopez is, like, after she's she's been embarrassed mm-hmm. by, by the news of the affair... It's like, yeah, I will. And then it becomes like a thing. They're like, oh, well, they, they're going to make a thing of it. It's pop star I, and Owen Wilson. Okay, so it's Married at First Sight, but in a movie with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Exactly. And some songs, I guess. Some songs, indeed. Yeah, I, I like half caught the trailer for this. I don't know where, but I don't know if it was while I was on an ad break on a TV show or something, but all I could hear was Owen Wilson. Didn't even realise Jennifer Lopez was in it. <laughs> and I was like, this, and then saw the title of the movie and was like, okay, no, I don't think this is for me. But then I saw it had Jennifer Lopez in it and I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe I do want to watch this movie, but the, the concept seems <laughs> something like that I wouldn't enjoy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think you just got to have an open mind. I do. I think, yeah. I think I, I think I might have to. Um, we will, if, dear listener, we watch Marry Me, we will report back indeed. our findings. All right. Well, that's the uh, that's the the movies that are in the cinema this week, Friday, the eleventh of February. Okay, Chris. Let's get on to what's new to streaming. Shall we start with Netflix? We shall indeed. It's a relatively busy week for Netflix, uh, new films on Netflix. And uh, starting. How is it every time I get nothing that comes out on stream? I'm like, do you know what? There's now on streaming this week. There's now on streaming this week. And then you're like, right, well, I've got about 50 films to get through. So let's hurry through. I don't have 50. I have five. Okay, Um... okay, sorry. Divide by 10. (laughs) So. Um, the the big film on Netflix this week coming out uh, today, the eleventh, is the latest Jean Pierre Jeunet movie. Um, mo- most people know him as the director of Amelie um, and Alien Resurrection, amongst others. Um, but it's been a while since he's had a, a movie released, and his one is his next one, a Big Bug, is coming out on Netflix. Uh, so it's a French science fiction comedy. Uh, written directed by Jeunet, uh, and it stars. Uh, if you've ever seen a Jean Pierre Jeunet film, you've seen Dominique Pignon in it. He's there, and it takes place in 2050, 
And it's set in uh, the world where the community, where community are staffed by robot helpers. Um, a group of suburbanites is locked in for their own protection by their household robots, while a rogue, self-aware ID android revolt rages outside. So I am terrified right now. Like, <laughs> this it sounds, sounds like your horrifying. sort of thing. You sound like your sort of thing. No, no, yes, terrified in a good way. Okay, um, twenty fifty. That's just around the corner. So you know, this could happen tomorrow. Yeah, or in twenty-eight years' time. I mean, sure, but no. We don't, this quite, ha- we don't have quite a robot helpers just yet, unless the rumbers all you know uh, rise up. Did, did you did you hear about the story of the rumba? <laughs> did you not hear about the one that escaped out of a hotel recently? Oh, I think I saw something about that. But do you have more details? Uh, yeah, it was it disappeared off out the front door and um, got got lost. Um, they assumed to go on to bigger things, you know. Um, but was later found in a bush. So it didn't make it very far. No, its escape plan, you know, it's going to have to work on its escape plan. Um, Well, next time it'll learn, you know, it's gradually becoming self-aware. Exactly. So, you Uh, know, anything could happen. So that is Big Bug, um, big release. And uh, another big release in in many ways uh, is Tall Girl 2. Uh, So this is a... Teen orientated movie uh, sequel. Um, Jodie, played by Ava Michelle, uh, she is the uh, titular tall girl. Um, she's a teenager who I, I looked up her actual height in real life. She is six foot two. Um, and the first film is about her. Well, she's a teenager. She's obviously like awkward, very self conscious about her height. Uh, it's, you know, it stands out more when um, women are particularly tall and in the cruel world of high school, um, it stands out even further. But now, mm-hmm. by this point, she's, she's from the end of the... I'm going to say, didn't see the first movie, um, but from the end of the first movie, this is what I assume happened, uh, she learns you know, self-respect and to love herself and appreciate for herself for who she is and what she looks like. Uh, so now she's she's popular. She's confident. She has a boyfriend, and she, she realises she can just step on everyone. So. She can just yeah, like just <laughs> punt people as far <laughs> as is humanly possible. Um, but with her newfound popularity, uh, there comes newfound pressures, and her insecurities start to um, come back to the fore. So, uh, tall girl two. There you go. That's what I have to say about that. Brilliant. Uh, then on the 16th, so Tall Girl 2 came, comes out today as well, on the 11th. And on the 16th, something I'm sure you'll love, uh, Sam. Uh, this is uh, part one of <laughs> Genius, a Kanye trilogy. This is act one of a documentary about uh, Kanye West and his life. Uh, split into three parts, entitled Vision, Purpose, and Awakening. Uh it says this documentary aims to paint an intimate and revealing portrait of Kanye West's experience, showcasing both his formative days trying to break through and his life today as a global brand and artist. So episodes uh, arrive weekly. This I've I've actually read uh, some good things about this, although Kanye West as a person annoys me. So yeah, he's I a mess. think look, people people say in terms of you know. 
hip hop and you know mu- just music generally he he is considered one of the greats of all time and and there don't get me wrong I do like some songs of his I haven't listened to him extensively but I find a lot about him as a person quite tedious and but then again I don't know a lot about him as a person so indeed yeah maybe I need to to watch this and and get some context Sure. So, um, yeah, you can enjoy that. Yeah, and... you, I, I may watch that to get some context. Uh, you are not, and you're going to just continue to think Although, he's tedious. You, you've kind of, you have kind of changed my mind there because, like you say, I don't know a lot about the man, other than the odd bits that you see of him interrupting award shows and so forth. Yeah, saying um, good things about Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I just don't know if, 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 if I, is my, is is it really worth my time based on what I already know? I don't know. Only you can really decide. At the same time, maybe I'll be turned around by the information in that documentary. Who's to say? Maybe. But, and also, you know, this is each their own. Of course, there are people out there who are going to love to see this. I'm great. Enjoy. <laughs> We're not telling you not to watch it. Yeah, you would never exactly. do that. Um, but anyway, so that's Netflix. Mm, so let's uh, let's go over to Prime Video. Yes, on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, I want you back out today. Well, this is a uh, romantic comedy starring Charlie Day and Jenny Slate. We're big Jenny Slate fans in this house, and. They play Peter and Emma, who are total strangers. But when they meet, one thing uh, immediately connects them. They were both recently unexpectedly dumped by their uh, partners. And so they have a bit of a come up with a bit of a strangers on a train thing uh, and agree to basically try and sabotage each other's ex's new relationships. Ah, okay. So they'll sort of come in as the the other woman slash man to their so, previous. So, so their their partners or ex partners have gone off and they've got new re- relationships, and so they agree to Peter agrees to sabotage Emma's ex's relationship, and Emma agrees to sabotage Peter's ex's relationship. Um, probably a lot harder for Emma to sabotage. No, sorry for um, um, which we basically one of the couple has gone off with Manny Jacinto from The Good Place, yeah, uh, okay, Jason from The Good Place, mm-hmm. who is possibly the best looking man alive. So <laughs> that's a hard. I, I know looks aren't everything, of course, but but it's Manny it Jacinto helped. for him. It for helps. Him, like, oh my god, those cheekbones. So. <laughs> That's a hard task for them. Mm-hmm. This is a pro- always a problem when, <laughs> when you, you've got to cast a movie like that. It's like, well, if they've gone off with someone who's just far better than the actual main character, then is that a problem? Like, you know, but ultimately, like you say, it's not, it doesn't necessarily come down to looks or personality. It's like no, a combination of it's all. true. He might be terrible. Yeah. Um. But obviously what's going to happen is Peter and Emma are going to get together. Anyway, so... <laughs> what? 
Ruin that's it. My, that's, that's my guess. Uh, so that's I Want You Back. And also on Amazon is another uh, teen movie uh, called The Sky is Everywhere. This is a, an adaptation of the a young adult novel of the same name. Uh, and it's about 17-year-old Lenny Walker, who, well, lots of grief happens. It, it's lots of teen angst and things like that, involving death and relationships and what have you. I mean, it, it's it's those kind of stories that, for teenagers who may have never experienced those emotions, it's something to provide them some context for people they may know who have experienced those emotions and those yeah. situations and that's I don't know I feel like that's what a lot of like youth youth uh, story, youth fiction is about is providing these stories to people that may not have had those experiences I don't know yeah that's fair so yeah that is the films on free to wear TV, not free to wear TV. Oh, we haven't got to that bit yet. Mm-mm. No, no. Nope. That's films on uh, streaming uh, from you this have, week. You have to wait for a couple of parts before you can yeah. see that yet. No, I'm just being a bit of a tease. Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over ten years. Join me and host Danny Smith for St Albans Podcast. A weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com. Well, here we are at part three, and this is your uh, speciality area, Chris, uh, where you have picked, where you pick, well, in as much as that it's... In that I came up with a segment. Yeah, it's yeah. your specific segment, whereas the other three segments are every host rolls through those segments. It's true. So yeah, this is your your part where you're discussing... Well, we'll discuss, obviously. Yes, but you have chosen. Yeah, you have chosen uh, a movie not in the English language, and it's a a movie from a place around the world that you've not seen a movie from before. So, where to next? So, we went to Kazakhstan this time. Now, I want to I want to be fully open with you, dear listener. As of recording, we watched the we finished watching this what forty five minutes ago? At most, yeah. So it's it's fresh. These are fresh takes. Maybe not fully formed takes. Maybe once we we ruminate on them a bit more, we'll we'll change our minds. If so, we will we can come back to this. We can issue like an up, update on our feelings. But we went to Kazakhstan. Uh, to watch, and I do apologise for any mispronunciations of any names, but Ildakan uh, Yertsinov's uh, Yellow Cat. So Ildakan Yertsinov directed Yellow Cat, um, which starred uh, Azamat Nigmanov as Kermek, 
and Camilla Nugmanova as Eva. And Kermek is a young man who is recently out of prison. He's just, just got out of prison. And he dreams of uh, setting up a movie theater in the Kazakh mountains. His uncle had some land there and he loves movies and he wants to set up a movie um, theater. Uh, Eva is a sex worker who he meets on his travels and he basically says, do you want to come with me? And she's like, sure. Uh, And so they sort of go off on this adventure together. Kermek ends up getting pulled into, as an ex-con himself, getting pulled into a... Uh, a, they they call it a deal, I think. They call it a deal, but basically, or... there's some gang members trying to track down mm. some money that's been stolen, and he's yep. pulled into that little adventure as they go around in a little yellow car around rural Kazakhstan, and that's where the majority of this film is set is just in rural Kazakhstan, an incredibly flat, dusty, um, featureless. I. Kazakhstan's one of those countries I I know shockingly little about. And I don't know what the geography of Kazakhstan is like generally. Um, But this is obviously in a very rural, flat part of it. A bit later on, they do go into sort of slightly more hilly, uh, mountainous areas. But it's initial thoughts. I'm going to start start with positive thoughts. I thought it was a very good looking film it's shot with natural lighting and long long sort of still shots of the kazakh countryside they they managed to pick the best weather for some of them the shots of sort of the sun and the clouds and everything like that it looked beautiful in some things and it really gives the the film a really nice atmospheric sort of I don't know, colour and sheen to it. And it's... I don't know how much it costs to make this movie, but I think it it's shot in such a way that it makes it look more expensive than it probably was. It's... It is a comedy, I think, for the most part, you can say that. Uh, it's very deadpan, but there are some bits I thought, thought were really funny, like kind of surreal little bits. Because scenes play out a lot longer than you think they will. Like they keep going round and round sometimes. It's just going for the if if you keep doing something, you know, it, it stops being funny, but then if you keep doing it, it starts being funny again. Right. Yeah. And I think they've gone for that for a couple of things. With with comedy obviously though, a lot of it is probably something to do with understanding like different countries obviously have different comedic styles and different they find different things funny culturally so i don't know if maybe there were some things i was missing like that kazakhs kazakh audiences would be be lapping up Uh, feel free to jump in with any sort of thoughts you had of uh yeah, I mean, I agree. I also know very little about Kazakhstan and feel that that probably impeded my initial understanding of what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, whether 
the landscape and the the location is that a normal area for people to be hanging out or like uh, is the city just behind like behind the camera and it's just the edge of town do you know what i mean yeah yeah. um because it yeah it was sort of it felt like there was a, a building and then nothing for miles around and then they've walked or driven miles before they reach another building that's indescript um in some cases like you've got a shop um the the brothel where he uh, finds Eva and then just sort of people people's houses like here and there that yeah it um I did I didn't quite understand where they were some of the time and again I think maybe is that just because I'm not familiar I'm not familiar with rural Kazakhstan <laughs> yeah it, 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 there were parts where it's like have they covered they might have covered a hundred miles they also mm-hmm. might have covered two yeah which and i don't think is necessarily it's not bad it's just no if if it was set in this country and i saw like a a farmhouse barn i could probably understand that that isn't is not that far away probably from the local shop or whatever but because of the land like you know unlike in this country where there aren't that many expansive plains it's hard to judge the dis like the distance seemed very unjudgeable. Yeah. There was I've just remembered a scene that there were a few bits in it where, like I say about about culturally, I'm sure stuff that means because a lot of it is about there's one of the characters is a, is a corrupt police officer uh, who's working in cahoots with the gang and trying to get um, Kermek to to go along with the the evil plan and but then there's a scene where two other police officers turn up uh and it looks like a gunfight's about to happen <laughs> and, uh, i mean I, I don't know if there's enough to sort of spoil to worth worth going spoilers but it's just it plays out in such a weird way that I, d- I felt like I was missing something mm, yeah. that maybe, yeah, like I said, a Kazakh audience would be, would think it was hilarious because of, you know, I, I go into it with, you know, not knowing anything about the, you know, Kazakhstan in relation to the, to the police. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it just played that very strangely. Indeed. Um, but I, I'm willing to believe that that's just my ignorance that sort of meant that I yeah absolutely didn't connect to it, but but I I I you know sort of yes having had a less than an hour to absorb the story, um you know during it I was like I I think I've already said this that I just had I had at points had no idea what was happening yes um but. Now, having seen the complete story, it yeah, you can sort of sort of tale as old of, as old as time sort of thing. Ex con wants to go straight, is dragged back to back into something, tries to you know fulfill his dream and stay away from those people that of bad influence, and just wants to get on with his life. That's that is the main theme, really. Yeah. And it, I, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a lovely story in that respect. 
Yeah. I I think I I think I did enjoy it. Good. Has has talking through it sort of helped you come to that conclusion? Yes, I think so. That's good. I still I'm not entirely sure. I think I was more positive about it than I am sort of negative about it, but I think it is the sort of thing that I maybe need to to ruminate on a bit more. So, dear listener, you might well have um, us chatting about uh, Yellow Cat uh, at some point in the near future. But next month, we are going... um, We're going back to Africa. So we we watched... um, Atlantics or Atlantique um, from Senegal uh, a few months back. Uh, and this time, winners of Africa Cup of Nations. Winners of the Africa Cup of Nations uh, only recently. I feel like we predicted that somehow. <laughs> By having a Senegalese film be our uh, <laughs> first African pick. Yep. Uh, well, good luck to Angola next time in the Africa Cup of Nations mm-hmm. because we are heading there to watch air conditioner uh, from angola that came out in 2020 uh this is also streaming on mubi as um, yellow cat was too um mubi if you if you don't know it is a streaming service that deals has a lot bigger selection of international uh, and films in the english language yeah it does have american and british films as well um has films from around the world but actually deals primarily with uh Films not in English language, so that's why a lot of our movies are coming from there. So that's Air Conditioner from Angola. That's where we're heading to next. All right, Chris, we are finally here. Films yep. on free-to-air television. I know you were excited to get there. You, because the, you were, you'd already said it earlier by mistake. Yep, I was desperate uh, to get there. That's why I said it. Yeah, exactly. So let's uh, start with a movie that's on tonight, Friday the 11th of February, on 5 Star at 9pm, it's Pacific Rim. Yes, Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim, starring Charlie Hunnam and Idris Elba, and a bunch of giant robots and kaijus, and they fight each other. What more could you want from a film? Uh, yeah, it's um, it's big robots punching things. Yeah, I'd love to see the end. You yes, you still haven't <laughs> seen the ending. That's on me though, because I fell asleep, and not yep. because it was a bad movie. I was enjoying it. It's just. But we, we. This is why we implemented the rule in our house of not starting a film after eight p.m. Because... Well, this one can't be watching this one then tonight, can no, we? No, <laughs> we. We could always find a way of recording or something. I'm sure it'll be on catch up or somewhere else. But Pacific Rim, Indeed. five Indeed. star, nine p.m. till eleven forty. All right. Tomorrow on the 12th on Great Movies, also at 9pm, it's Panic Room. Yes, David Fincher's Panic Room. Um, Jodie Foster and uh, Kristen Stewart are mother and daughter who move into a new house in New York. And it's got a panic room in it, hence the title. And the first night they move in, three uh, unscrupulous um Burglars, played by Forrest Whitaker, Jared Leto, and Dwight Yoakam, break in and uh, they're looking for something very specific. Uh, but mum and daughter lock themselves in the panic room and then a tense standoff begins. And it's uh, 
like other David Fincher movies, you know, from Fight Club and Seven and uh, The Social Network and Curious Case of Benjamin Button, that's less relevant to this one. Uh, it's stylish <laughs> and um, action-packed and very, very tense in places. And uh, Jodie Foster, as always, is great. Queen, indeed. Okay, so on Sunday, uh, we have at 2pm on Channel 5, Clueless. Yes, uh, the classic Amy Heckling uh, coming-of-age comedy starring Alicia Silverstone. And it's a ba- sort of loosely based on Jane Austen's uh, novel Emma. And it is a teen classic for a reason. It also stars the, um, the never-aging Paul Rudd and the... Sadly, um, late uh, Brittany Murphy as well is particularly great in this film. Uh, and Alicia Stilson uh, is Cher, who is a is the clueless one of the title. She's a rich, indulged teen um, and who's just trying to make her way through life. Uh, prove there's more to her than just, you know, being really pretty and buying expensive clothes brilliant um sounds great i mean i've seen it <laughs> you've seen it, it is you know great. it's great yeah <laughs> but if you've not and yeah you want a, a teen drama a bit of comedy there's there, there's where to go all right let's move on to monday 14th of february um at 9 p.m on the paramount network we have black hawk down yes ridley scott's um telling of the uh, terribly catastrophic uh, um, US incursion into Mogadishu in Somalia in the early 90s, um, where basically uh, muck hit the fan and um, lots of helicopters went down and lots of soldiers were trapped in the middle of a city, uh, middle of Mogadishu, the capital of Somali, and as lots and lots of armed... It, people you know descended upon them it was about how they tried to get out of the city okay and it's uh pretty darn tense and although it came out i really should double check this but i think 2001 um it's uh you know a lot of the action and the effects still hold up and it's uh got an all-star cast lots of people be like oh it's them oh it's them fever and quite minor roles uh early roles for likes of Orlando Bloom and uh, Tom Hardy is also in there. Hmm. Um, but, you know, Ewan McGregor and Josh Hartnett and Eric Banner and just men. <laughs> Lots of men. <laughs> Lots of men. As is. Doing manly things. Uh, well, doing things they've been forced into by their country. Manly because of things. War. Nothing's um, more manly than being forced into stuff. Okie dokie. Well, <laughs> you know I won't be watching this because I don't like war movies. So, I know. And I think I have actually seen it. But, but it's a Ridley Scott movie and you like Ridley Scott movies. Yeah, I know I do, but that doesn't... Yeah, I don't have to watch every Ridley Scott movie. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. And enjoy it. Just saying. I know, I know. Just, just saying. Okay, well... No, you don't have to. No. You can watch the Kanye West documentary. Yeah, Instead, you have to watch either the Kanye West documentary or Black Hawk Down. Them's the rules. I don't would make I, the rules. Would I rather? Okay. 
Um, well, I'll have to think on that. Okay, so <laughs> uh, your final pick of the week, Chris. Um, not much going on Wednesday, Thursday that you could that you could find, uh, but that's okay. I often skip out days because there's nothing on sometimes, and that's yeah. okay. Um, Tuesday, fifteenth, uh, on Great Movies Action at ten fifty-five p.m. So this is a this is a late one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have yeah, we have Drive. Yes, this is uh, Nicholas uh, Winding Refn's um, action drama uh, starring Ryan Gosling as the driver, uh, who is a stunt driver who moonlights as a getaway driver uh, for Seems crims. like, seems sensible. Like, well, put know, your skills to use. Got, exactly, skills make pay, a bit of cash. Skills uh, pay their bills, you know. Stunt performers, not often the best paid in the industry, so you know. If you've got this, yeah, got the skills, why not? This is us. Uh, this is the St Albans podcast in no way condoning uh, moonlighting as a getaway driver for criminals. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know we probably had to say it, but of course we're not <laughs> condoning it. So, just if any police are listening out there, <laughs> we are not condoning being a getaway driver. Anyway, unless you look as cool as Ryan Gosling. Um, so he is, yeah, a getaway driver for Crims and eventually gets a bit uh, involved with the wrong people. Isn't that always the way? Oh, dear. It's always the way. Uh, and also gets involved with a woman. One oh. of his neighbours. He goes fond of his neighbour, Irene, played by Carrie Mulligan, the great Carrie Mulligan. And uh, it's a... It's a very, very stylish film with a great soundtrack. The the driving scenes are excellent. And, well, you'd hope so for a movie called Drive. But it's a great one. At, well, that's why it's on Great Movies Action. At Absolutely. At 10.55 on Tuesday, the 15th of February. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for all of those picks on Free to Air Television. And that's us for this week and we'll be back in a couple weeks where i'll be in the driving seat oh uh, with my picks of free to air uh, movies on television and uh my friday fright night choice yes and of course new to cinema and streaming so thank you very much for listening catch you again soon see you soon